It's the Finding Joy podcast. This is episode four. We are shining a light on the joy that exists in the lives of people all around us as we are on a mission to find joy wherever it might be. And that could be in the studios of the Joy FM or on a road trip because we're taking road trips all the time looking for joy. That's right. And in this particular episode, we're going to head to the city of Griffin, which is southeast of Atlanta, maybe about 40 miles out of downtown Atlanta, heading to a place called Safe House Coffee Roasters. It's got a very interesting background, how Safe House Coffee came about. And we're going to talk with Mary Passmore, who is one of the managers at Safe House Coffee. Jason Horde is the guy that we invited there. Jason is of Jason Horde Productions. You've probably heard his name if you listen to the Joy FM. He is the guy that he's kind of the prize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when uh, a local artist gets the most votes with the local artist spotlight, they get to work with Jason Horde Productions to produce a single, and the guy just knows what he's doing with music production, but he is an amazing musician mm-hmm. himself. Yes. He's also part of Mac Powell and the Family Reunion. Mac Powell, of course, of Third Day fame is now doing uh, a country thing with yeah. Mac Powell yes. and the Family Reunion. But, and, uh, and if you're an old, old listener of the Joy FM, you might even remember the band According to John that Jason was a part of. According to John was fronted by John Waller, who's had some pretty good success and has been a, a worship leader at various churches, had a couple of big songs and soundtracks of some of the... Uh, uh, Kendrick Brothers films, yes. Yeah. Fireproof, had a big song on that one. And he does coffee, too. He's got oh, some kind of right. coffee that's thing right. going yeah, on. Yeah. I can sense a future episode of yeah, the Finding Joy do. podcast. Yes. We may need to Finding reach Joy out to John Maybe Waller. many future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we uh, get in the car and head to Griffin, guys? Let's do go. it. People know Griffin was settled in 1835 by Thelonious Griffin and his wife Velma and their 12 kids. <laughs> they had a butter bean farm. Is that right? And that concludes Actually, one of the main, main sources of butter beans until the Civil War when the Union came in. Are you serious? They wanted to plant green beans instead of butter beans, and they revolted. You're making all this up. I am, yeah. <laughs> hey, Rocky, why don't you pull a rabbit out of my hat? <laughs> Mr. Peabody. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go on the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Griffin used to be a big rival in football with LaGrange. Oh, yeah. Oh. Turn left onto Flint Street. Every time they would score, miles, turn right you would hear this, Street. like, growling over the speakers. Oh, like really? A, like a bear growling. I feel right. like they had a record player in the booth, and they were just, like, Running it across oh. a record. <laughs> really? It was that bad? Because it sounded like that. Like it was like, <laughs> like that sound, but it kind of sounded like a bear, too. I don't know if that's what they were doing, but it kind of sounded like it. I hated hearing that sound because that meant they scored. scored against my, my team. You know? <laughs> Turn right onto South Hill Street, then the destination is on your right. I don't see, I don't see any, any meters. meters. That's good. We don't need quarters. Nah. <laughs> Although I do have quarters. Safe house coffee roasters. This time. You came. You came I just happen to have time. quarters in my pocket. The destination <laughs> is on your right. Safe house coffee roasters. And it is. Nope. 
Maybe on the other side of this truck. Just audio, the yeah, we're getting we're capturing everything. Awesome, yeah, yeah. this you is Jason, y'all. Hi, hey. Rob Langer. Nice I'm to meet Jason, you, Jason. Rob. Nice to meet you, sir. Hey, Jason, I'm Jerry. Good to see you. Yes, yes, back with John Waller. Yeah, yeah, third day and everybody. So good to see you, man. Yeah, y'all want me to go? We're going to safe house, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff. yeah we got a uh, you, you need a hand or anything? It's two things, it's easy. I got two, so okay, we'll see you in there. Okay, you think they're setting up for like a movie set or something? Yeah, yeah, it's something. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, it's a stalwarts in town. So they I mean, do The Walking Dead and Rectify and all so that. So they've been doing a lot of it. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been, that alley's been that way for like two weeks. Really? They say they're building it. They're doing it. Hopefully wow. it'll be something that'll look cool and it can stay. Usually they tear it down and take right. it with them. But that's like metal structure. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, is this it? This, this is, is it. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Get on in, bro. I guess we're going to Oh, yeah. Okay. It's you safe house today yeah yeah Obviously. thank you anything we can do for jason oh this staple it. in town yeah. and man we love it here it's yeah awesome. best Long coffee in town <laughs> yeah i say in 30 plus years and don't tell the stories that we know each other from the 90s <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna, we were babies we, I know, we didn't know we're not that old uh, actually guys those were the stories we were coming here for right exactly we want to get the real dirt you know? <laughs> okay well let's send jason away and <laughs> How long has Safe House been in this location? Okay, in this, we've been in business for 15 years total. We started, well, actually longer than that because it started out as a coffee ordering and roasting business. And then we had a small spot near Chick-fil-A and Griffin for a few years. And then we've been down here in this location for about 12 years now. So, yeah. But I understand now this is... There's more behind Safe House Coffee than just being a business. It's it is um, our owners slash they like to be called Guardians of Safe House because this was really a calling for them. Hunt and Amanda Slade, they started Safe House as a safe place for anybody to be, um, so that you could come here to get 
counseling or recovery if you were an addict um, to get somewhere where you could get help. And so they started it there, but having a nonprofit is hard. Asking people for money is hard. So we started the coffee shop as a way to fund those things and those outreaches. It is, it is. And I understand you help others that are, that have that same mindset because I know my wife was actually looking into doing something in Coweta County mm-hmm. um, and she had reached out to somebody here I don't know if it was you or but you know to talk yeah. about that so you help others we do develop we help, the same kind of plan we help other um, we have wholesale clients who we actually work with and those can be from church coffee shops to independent businesses to other nonprofits mm-hmm. that we help them we actually roast in-house and so we have them order from us. We ship the coffee to them or they pick it up. And it's a way for other people to do kind of the same model we have, mm-hmm. to do community outreach, to also give pay- people a place to come, to study, to do Bible study, to come and learn about Jesus. Because church is anywhere where you gather people and you share that love. Right. And so that happens a lot here mm-hmm. in a totally different setting than a traditional church. Yeah. And I understand one of the big hearts behind Safe House is, is people with addiction and working with them. Tell Correct. us a little bit of the, that's, the story. That's where it started mm-hmm. um, for our guardians, Amanda and Hunt, um, working with, with people who were in the midst of addiction was just a labor of love. And so that's where it's all started from, mm-hmm. um, doing counseling, getting people to other states to get help because many times you can't break that cycle if you're in the same place around the same people doing the same thing so you get other places and you are able to get a job you're able to do those things that will put you on a path to recovery how did you get involved with with safe house i actually i've known hunt amanda for years Uh like all of us we all grew up knowing each other running in the same circles (laughs) and um i just became friends with them started i love this place it's a piece of my heart Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to come and work with them, and it's been amazing. I'll be here five years in January. So. That's great. That's great. That's I awesome. love it. <laughs> well, thanks again for Thank letting you. us. Thank you so Anytime, much. Anytime, and, and, and I'll come back later and tell you those stories about Jack. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so Mary's like really good friends with your wife, right? Oh yeah, Jason. they grew up. They were in school together. Yeah, I was the. Um, I became homeschooled in tenth grade to do music. I knew Mary just through hanging out and through just being in town. Like, it's Griffin's a small town. So, but yeah, her and my wife are best friends and did all the school stuff together. I traveled to California at, at uh, age 15 to play in a bluegrass band and start playing music. My parents were like, we'll school you from the road, which is, that's a uncommon, more common today, but uncommon mm-hmm. back in 94 or 3 or whatever that would have been. So, bluegrass was, was where you started. That's and, right. And uh, this is something that you've gotten back to in recent months, right? Right. Right. That's, I would say at age seven, Dad brought this mandolin home. This is the one. So around this time of the year, it was a Christmas gift. And uh, he just said, hey, I know that you love to play and you're learning and, and, and I want to give you a great instrument. It was a great instrument. It was a lot of money in like 84, 1984. Was, it yeah. was, but he was like, I'm going to do it right. I want you to a good you know, instrument. If it's going to be your craft, then you need to have the right tool to do it. So I, I've had it with me. It's miles and miles. The case has holes in the bottom of it and <laughs> but it's uh, it's still with me and yes it came back around to me i you know we've talked about this but toured with third day and john waller from according to john for years and then just found my way back to my roots i guess just so to speak so 
um, I'm here to stay. I love it. <laughs> I've been loving it. And there was a few years ago I was sitting in church, about four years ago, and uh, God just said, hey, what's, you need to do a hymns record. And so I kind of started thinking, well, I'll kind of do that. And then it turned into being bluegrass. So mm. okay. it's good. Yeah. Bring on the coffee, my love. Hey, Americano right here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Does he need cream Nope. If you guys haven't had this coffee, it is definitely high powered. It it's delicious, it's too. It's delicious. Ah, yes. And they roast it right here, it's which here. is I know, fascinating. Which, yeah, I saw it downstairs. We you saw the roaster? Yeah, the roaster? Yeah, right yeah. see the rig. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Have to go down and see it. Yeah. So yeah, bluegrass has been my family, and and it's just in in the roots. And I love how you kind of come back to the things that you you know were taught or were born. You know, you kind of go off and do your own thing for a little while, and it's biblical. It seems like you know yeah. that you kind of turn back into you come back to the ways you were raised and what you're into. So <laughs> it's been great, and getting to play with Barry Bells and Ron Block and Mike, you know, from uh, from Craig Morgan and Mikey, and just spending such. Those are all, they all have bluegrass roots and they all play phenomenal. So they just make me sound so much better than I really am. So that's always good. We all need each other. They are uh, the best. This guy, he's, he's so humble. <laughs> he is so, he, but he is just incredibly talented. Um, and that's refreshing to me, Thank Jason, you. honestly, man, because you know as well as the three of us know that, uh, you know, even in contemporary Christian circles, there are some people that, you know, yeah. a little, there's a little arrogance here and there. Yeah. You know, I, I hate yeah. to say it, but... Well, uh, there's ego, and part of that, it, it, <laughs> I don't know that it would be understandable, but when you have so many people around you telling you, you're great, you're wonderful, right. sometimes people start to believe that, especially right. if they weren't grounded well right. when they started off. Right, that's very true. Yes, if somebody's bringing you bottled water. I mean, I would catch myself on tour being like, there is 42 bottled waters in my dressing room. You drink a, three sips of it and you throw it away. It's like, well, I didn't pay for that. Who cares? You know, but when you get home, you're like, man, I'm saving that bottle of water. Yep. Right. <laughs> I paid for that. I didn't finish that yet. <laughs> That's my 90 cents right there. So it, it could be easy. Yes, you just have to. Man, I think uh, I have a mentor. This year I sought out. I used to have one back when I was in According to John with John Waller. And I would have a guy that would meet for breakfast once a week and he would definitely shoot me straight and he could tell me anything i prayed through it this year and i was like i need because of some changes coming in my life and new directions so i need uh, someone wiser than me and older than me to speak into my life and so he's very good at it he gets me right where i need to be and and um, we're good for each other so it's been good you know i find it fascinating that you were part of mac powell and the family reunion right when you guys got yeah. that thing together yeah. and, and you're you go way back with Mac, yeah. too. You guys are buddies. Uh, but then recently, you right when it's getting going and you <laughs> you guys are getting gigs all over the place, you said, uh, I, I got to I gotta go back home. Tell us the story behind that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we, we hung out Thursday night, or sorry, Sunday night. It's been great. And we are still writing and producing music together. So I feel like we have this great relationship. We would both tell you that we're like brothers and we bonded really well quickly. Uh, almost uh, thir uh, 14 years ago now. But recently, my family decided to go to, uh, they've been homeschooled forever. This summer, they were like, okay, we're gonna go into a school situation. And I just really felt like, I think I won't be able to give my best to both worlds. And my family has to be, you know, the priority in, in, in life. And that's what you're gonna take with you. So I was like, man, I can play music and figure that out. but. I couldn't give him my best either. So I was like, I don't want to shortchange you. And if there's another guy, 
I would be holding back his blessing in this spot. Mm-hmm. Like if I just hold on to it. There's a baseball player from here in Griffin named Jeff Treadway, and he played for the Braves. Super talented. He said the same thing. He, when he was with the Braves, he was trying to retire for three years straight, and he would tell Bobby Cox, he was like, I'm trying to retire. I got another thing to do. And Bobby was like, man, just give me one more year, man. And you're like, you're like you know, our, our shepherd now. You're like kind of our leader. You, you know, there were younger guys that probably had more energy and more talent and whatever, but he was like, man, you're the glue that's holding this thing together through the 90s. And he's like, man, I, I'm holding back the next guy's thing. And he told me that one day. Um, when I saw him at lunch here one day, because I was kind of telling him about six months ago what I was thinking about doing, and he was like, you're holding that next guy back too. Not only are you not going to be able to flourish in your next dream, but you're also holding back somebody else's. So mm. it was a hard conversation, but Mac made it as easy as possible. He was very understanding. And um, a couple of days over text, and it's some, you know, he's like, you're fired, stuff like that. And funny <laughs> <laughs> emojis, you know, and the poop emoji and stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's good to and, know that Mac Powell uses the poop emoji. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then uh, a couple of guys from New Song the other night were like, man, we just got this tour cooking, and then you just take off. They're like, too many bad notes? I was like, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a joke around some of the guys. Yeah, and, and the new album that you guys yeah. put together, it's getting a lot of good reviews with like in the country music circles it is yeah. it is it's 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 been on the charts it's number 15 on the charts right now that's that single so wow it's great so hopefully we're just making more music together and and he put together some kind of song for waffle house i know you guys have this thing with waffle house now we're getting did you record did. on that too? i did I, we produced and yeah he what's he it just, called uh just I the waffle know house what song? it's called probably but the chorus is uh W-A-F-F-L-E-H-O-U-S-C. <laughs> it's better. It's great. Oh, great. So it's in the jukebox in yeah. the Waffle House. He actually won some Waffle House award. They have music that. awards. Yeah. So they have that. It's and then Waffle our, House Music Award. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. And That's then they have the, our other record. Our country records are in there now. So it's pretty wild to go down by the Waffle House yeah. and buy my house and like be like, hey, I got music in the Waffle so House. So you can go, to the, <laughs> you can go <laughs> up to the jukebox and put in Play my own. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so wild. It's been good, man. It's been a good yeah. Good thing to, yeah, I mean, just tour with him and play with him, write with him. And we'll continue. I wouldn't say the door is closed. It's just for right now, it's a season that my family's in, that I'm kind of in. And yeah. yeah. We're right around the corner from um, what used to be Black Cat Studios. That's right. Hey, hey, studios now. Black That's Cat right. was yours for right. a long time. And um, so now Jason Horde Productions yeah. is... I guess is it mostly in the upstairs of your house? It's now, mostly or? in the house. Yes, yeah. there's you know most studios have moved as we're doing today. We're mobile recording, so it's yeah. pretty mm-hmm. simple to do. And so started doing most of that at home, and then I still go up there to track you know a big band or whatever. What it freed me up to do was to be able to say I can go to different towns and record. So I just recorded for a church in Florida that is a 1122 church, and they're. Um, most of their people are there. So they came up here to track their band, but then I went back there for all their vocals. To schedule it, it was much easier for me to throw a laptop and one mic mm. in the car right. and go to a studio there. So it's just caused me to go to music as well as it just not having to come to me. Because if you have a pond, you feel like you should fish your own pond. You're like, mm. I shouldn't go to the lake because I got my own. Or if you have a pool, you're like, I should swim my own pool instead of going to so-and-so's because I got one. So I always felt like I loved it there, and I still do. I love working with my, my buddy Ryan there and doing stuff at Hey Hey, but... Um, I felt a little, toward then I felt a little tied to it, being like, well, I've, I kind of need you to come here so I can 
you know, justify having, justify having it. There you go, Jerry. So that's it. Now it's like, Hey, I can come to you and it's scheduling is easier and just, it's been great. So another God story. Mac and I were on tour with Craig Morgan. I was laying in my bunk and I just woke up one morning and I was like, I think that season is done in that space. Wildest thing. Open my eyes. I'm like, okay, let's go. I don't know what's next, Lord, but we're going to do it. So wow, it happened. (laughs) Right. And it's been fine. But you've worked with many, uh, you know, artists over the years. I mean, look at the lineup, casting crowns. And I mean, it's just just third day in Mac Powell. But you've got, you even saw Josh Groban? Yeah. You did some recording with him? Play some guitars on his record. Uh Um, My friend, good friend Bernie Herms, who is Natalie Grant's husband, produces all. He's fabulous, yes. He's one of the greatest musicians on the face of the earth and composers and so he was like, hey, man, I just need some acoustic guitar, like on a Josh Groban record. I like, come up to Nashville. and So good, so good. So we did some of that there, and he's, yeah, that's a, another amazing talent. We were wondering on the way over here about, like, so you've worked with a lot of different artists over the years. If, if there's maybe an artist that you haven't worked yeah. with that's maybe oh. like bucket list or group of artists, I don't know. Oh, that's good. Hmm. I would say it'd be Bluegrass World now. I would say if it's Bluegrass World, it would be like, you know, an Allison Krauss or something. Oh. She's, and I'm closely tied in with several of her guys, so I'm like, if it and, ever works out. And, and Okay, so we're going to come back to this question in yeah. a second because you got a little... I know something about you and Allison Krauss. You guys used to, like, compete against each other That's back right. in the day, didn't you? That's right. So there would be fiddle and mandolin competitions. So at different... at different, And Chris Teeley's another great mandolin player. would always be in these, you know, I guess competitions. I guess playoffs together. And... Uh-huh. um it was amazing. I was she. I'm I think Sam Chris Steely is what I was remembering more well, than yeah, but Allison. She was, but she was she was always around and always playing, and we would open for her and her band. And she was like 16, I was like 12, and then he was like eight. So yeah, and he was shredding too. It's like bluegrass. I mean, we're all a little weird, but bluegrassers, we're really weird because we didn't like. I was in school, and people were like, "Who is that kid?" And I've actually got to speak about that at a school in the morning, like about being, I guess, confident in who you are because I was kind of the He's playing mandolin, and he's like, we're over here playing with dump trucks and throwing footballs and kickball and, you know, wrestling. And I'm over here like, I just want to get back to my mandolin. Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to school joint so I can, you know, pick some bluegrass. But, yeah, working with her would be incredible. That yeah. would be a, a definitely a thing I'd love to do. Or somebody that's in the bluegrass world that's like that. There's an, okay. an, uh, one of the greats is Dale McCurry. And oh, he's, yeah. He's so good. And he's like the Willie Nelson of bluegrass, kind of, mm-hmm. you know. He's just going to be there forever and um that would be another one that would be a, a blast to work with christian music i love and we're great friends uh zach williams and he doesn't need anybody to work with me it just his music that he puts out is just so good it and is. so he's an authentic person as you're speaking about what we're talking about earlier he's just what you see is what you get yeah and, and it's good to get a southern sound in contemporary uh, yeah. christian music it too. Is, yeah yeah and brings Dolly into it. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's she's recording with everybody these days. I know. She ought to be Can recording with Jason right? Horton next. Yeah. Let's go, yeah. man. That would be that's, that'd, that'd be a good, be a good one too, huh? It's over. Yes, yeah, call the Griffin Hospital and have <laughs> need some room out there, man. <laughs> I would go down. She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and just again, icon. Oh, absolutely. And lives a life of you're like, hey. When I was in 98, me and my wife moved to Nashville, and I was working in Pier 1 Imports, opening boxes and putting stuff on the shelves. And she walked in one day. And, of course, I was like, I'm not, I'm never like that. I'm going to run up to someone. So I'm more like the, maybe they'll come to me. It was the same when Mac and I met. We were at a church together, and all my friends were like, vroom, and like smothered him. And I'm like, that's not, that's a way to get in with him, but that's not the way to really 
you just want it to happen, you know, right. naturally. And right. so, um, but she walked in and people swarmed her and people started buying like uh, greeting cards, blank cards, like stationary cards, mm-hmm. I guess you would say, and getting her to sign it, like to open it. And she stayed for an hour and a half. Golly. And wow. just like, I mean, full made up, like looked like she had somewhere to be, but you know, <laughs> maybe she did, but she stayed for an hour and a half with people and people would come. Cause I mean, it was a busy time of the year and um, it was around this time of the year. It was around the Christmas season. So I just, after it was all done, I was like, I play mandolin and I would love to one day. And then, you know, just play with you. So if that ever happens again, she knows about it. I can How go back that? and say in 98, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing her, she would, not, she would remember. Like Ricky Skaggs is the same way. We played the opera recently with Ricky Skaggs. Yeah. He, he remembers saying, he was like, I remember meeting you a couple of years ago at so-and-so. And, Wow. Do you, do you guys see how he just casually said that? He played <laughs> just, the Grand Ole Opry <laughs> with, with Ricky Skaggs. Well, I was wondering if that name was going to come up That's not a, on your list, but you've already played with him. Like we did yeah. it, <laughs> I, I did a show with Ricky yes. when I was with Gospel Music Channel. We did, uh, uh, yeah. and got to meet him, and uh, quite a guy. You experienced guy. it. Oh, He's yeah. just oh, yeah. as down to earth and great and... Was Pier One Imports your last like real job? job. Real job. <laughs> it was my last real job. I worked here on the highway in Griffin. Uh, uh, they hired me to cut the ditch and keep the the, the car lot looking good. Mm-hmm. So, the first day, as you can tell, I'm not short of ever having words to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> which the is first good day because was, you know people are wanting to hear you talk in the podcast. So <laughs> this is good. Yeah, yeah, as a kid, I was so shy. I was like, man, I couldn't. But so I was up there mowing the ditch on the highway. And this, these people come up and they're looking at this car. My first day on the job. And the salesmen are inside. Well, they're on the phone and they're doing whatever. I just cut the lawnmower off. I was like, can I interest you in something? I got cut off jean shorts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Looking like the lawn man. And they're like, you work here? I was like, yep. And uh, man, I sold a car the first day. Oh, God. <laughs> and they were like, look, we're going to take you off the lawnmower and put you inside the sales, but you got to clean up. I was like, I, I mean, you put me on the lawnmower, so I just dressed for the occasion. <laughs> but uh, so sold cars for about a year. Okay. And I was like, man, this is all right, but I got to play music. So yeah. started playing with John Waller. He was like from Fayetteville area and yeah. made music with him for probably six or seven years. And according to John, and that kind of got it going. Last real job was Pier One, though. Yes, open, <laughs> opening potpourri and setting it out on the <laughs> shelves. <laughs> Try this scent. That's you know? it. That's yeah. so, so you left, according to John, and then moved to Nashville. Right, and was yeah. There was so there was a gap there. It was the same. I was like, okay, according to John, was kind of coming to the end of a season with him. So, and uh, I just yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go where the music is, and where I think I should be doing it. And I never once played hardly a note of music up there. Ended up <laughs> meeting Dolly and John Barry, who's a big country singer, and um, just several things that you're like, man, how? It doesn't really make sense, but yeah, it was great because it also showed me that I, d- I didn't want to do that again. I would, but I was like, I don't want to open boxes again. I mm-hmm. want to play music. So it, it almost created more of a drive to, I was like, oh, I had it pretty good. I probably <laughs> had better stick with music. So it's been music ever since 99. So. So you came, then you came back to Came back Griffin? to Griffin. And is that when you opened the studio? That's or? when the studio started happening. So um, I worked with Scotty Wilbanks, who was a, you know, oh, does half the Christian music stuff. You know, he's great. Yeah. Talented. So he would have me play guitar and started working in with him. And then I produced one project for a good friend of mine here in town. And I said, Scotty, I need some keyboards on it because I don't play keys. And so he played on it. He was like, man, you produce this? I was like, yeah. He's like, you could do this. And by him saying that, um, I was like, okay. I, if... And then I worked some with Nathan Knuckles, and that's Christie's yeah, husband, yeah. you know. And 
he said the same thing. He was like, all you really got to do is get great musicians around you and then just <laughs> capture the vocal and have a really good song. And yeah. he's like, just build a team around you. It's like, you don't have to know how to build every block of the house. You know, if you're a contractor, just right. put the people, get the teams around you. So I've just been so blessed over the years to know people, meet people. Um, my buddy Brian Scoggin is here in town. He's the Casting Crowns drummer. Yeah. And he's been over to y'all's, I'm sure, at your station before. And we were talking on the way here today. And that is a guy that, man, he has put so many... Uh, wonderful people in my life just through his connections and saying like you should work with this person next and um, it's been incredible little advertisement and mostly just thankful to you guys you guys are always doing the local artist spotlight and mentioning the studio and that's just a, it's, I'm grateful for it that helps feed my family so that's awesome. I'm grateful yeah. for it thank you well we're yeah. grateful for you being yeah. a part of it and making it uh a little something extra for, oh, it, for the yeah. people who enter, you know? Yeah, and wanting to inspire upcoming artists yeah. as well. That's the cool yeah, thing like, that you I mean, want to pour into their lives. Jordan uh, Ray is yeah. one that yes. it's, it, it, this, you're like his, uh, like, big brother or something, <laughs> yes. man. And he's, he's, always, he's always mm -hmm. talking about you, and, and you guys have put together some incredible music. Yeah. Good, thank yeah. you, thank you. The country music thing is still going, too, like um, Jody Messina. Uh -huh. That is a big country act from, you know, the 2000s and she just moved here really really yes <laughs> so, i know everybody's well, like what? Just moved to know. usually people leaving to go to nashville <laughs> yeah. she's coming here i know <laughs> i know she she is uh, at a place where she she's a believer she became a yeah. believer in the she last recorded uh, reckless love that's not right. too long ago that's that right. really good that yeah. coming in. that's right so that's yeah. her just going what it, what do I need to do? She's just trying to find it. She's like, I'm on a new path. This is a new thing. Yeah. So she comes here and you know, people are like, Hey, you should look up this Jason Horde, you know, redneck. So <laughs> you also have lunch. So we've met. We're gonna probably do some rootsy She's like, I have so many ideas. I'm like, oh. let's just unpack them because she's an amazing talent and singer. She and is. Yeah. So can't to wait to hear what sometime. you guys come yeah. up with. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. It's I mean, that is another wild thing. That's that's yeah. that would be a bucket list. I mean, I grew up on her country music, going like she's incredible, and so. Yeah. I wouldn't say grew up, but I mean, the 2000s, I was, you know, 20-something years right. old. So that's, right. you're still growing up. Yeah. You're 20. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no We're all still growing up. That's, that's very right. true. Yeah. We're all that's, still growing up. That's uh, very true. You mentioned Brian Scoggins mm -hmm. that you work with, with Cast and Crowns. You guys are on projects all the time, but you go to church together, too, we at, do. over at uh, Rock, Rock Springs, Springs, right? That's right, yeah. And you're on the worship team there? That's right. So I kind of am the band MD, which is musical director. So I guess if anything... If any chord is off or any arrangement needs they tweaking. They blame you. <laughs> they blame me? That's right. It's my fault. That's very true. <laughs> Funny enough, that's probably how it gets looked at. But, yeah, you know, you kind of produce the service and or musically, you know, and then, yeah, it's, it's been good. That's been another transition coming off the road. I was like, I want to be able to be there with my family and Wednesday nights my kids go to the youth thing, which is called Fuse, and it's awesome. Man, we love it. And I think just... If I'm just there running sound or playing acoustic or just being plugged in, it helps my girls to go, okay, I definitely want to go tonight. So we would usually travel out on Wednesday nights or early Thursday mornings. So we would reserve that time for family time if I was on the road. So now we're kind of like, hey, we're going to church together. It's a good thing. We have a lot more with Jason coming up. Jason is going to do 
a couple of songs for us because when he came, he brought not only his guitar, which was, what was his guitar? Oh. A 1950 Martin? Yes. And his mandolin. We're going to impose upon him to do a couple of songs a little later on in the podcast. You know, we call this the Finding Joy podcast and we look for ways that people find joy. And when we talk to Mary, the general manager of Safe House Coffee Roasters and the story behind Safe House Coffee, how it all got started, basically to help those that are struggling to find joy in their lives. We like to call that spreading joy. We've got something here at the Joy FM that we have started called Spread Joy, where we want to encourage you to find a way to spread joy in your own community. We have asked nonprofit organizations to tell us what your needs are. And we don't mean tangible needs, donating items or or money or things like that. How people can serve in your organization, whether it be feeding the homeless or going to homeless shelters or, or nursing homes. We have a page dedicated to that at our website, thejoyfm.com. We also want to hear from you. Maybe you run a nonprofit organization in your area and you have a need that people can fill. Well, let us know about that as well. We have a form on the page where you can tell us how people can spread joy in your community. Again, that's all under the spread joy section at thejoyfm.com. Life, as the saying goes, is divided into seasons. So when you're in the shuttling kids season, it's super hard to imagine, let alone plan for a time when that will end. My friend and women's ministry blogger, Suzanne Chambers, has some tips and encouragement for those in that season. Our children are always going to need us, but their needs will evolve into something different and we need to be prepared for that. Hear more of my conversation with Suzanne Chambers on the next Jewel Show podcast. You can do that by going to thejoyfm.com slash jewels. So, Griffin, you, you you lived in Nashville, which, you know, that's a happening place for music, yeah. but you came home. You, you've lived here basically your whole life, right? Yeah, only two years of the time we were up there, so yeah. a year so, and a half. So. What is it about Griffin? Tell, tell me what, you know, because I'm from LaGrange, and I could talk on and on and on about how much I love LaGrange, but yeah. I, I'm sure you could do the same about Griffin. It's probably, I think, what when I travel and would see so many faces that I didn't know, but I love to meet new people. It's awesome. It's one of the, that's the part of the road that I love the most probably, is having the road family. But here, just like today with Mary, it's like walking in, I was like, well, there's a couple of Marys. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I know several Marys really well here, Griffin, <laughs> but I, I always forget that she is the, basically, chief guardian around here. Yeah, like yeah. Of the, she's so sweet, but that's what suckers me in. I mean, you can't, I can't go even to Fayetteville or Peachtree City and sit down and have someone come up and kiss me on the head and be like, anything you want and anything you need. It's like the red carpet's open. That could be most of these places in downtown Griffin down here. If you spend time with people and genuinely love people, that comes back to you. That's what keeps me coming home is the heart that is here. And in the same, people have came from other areas and said, it's kind of hard to start a business up in Griffin if you're not in with the locals and if you're not downtown just loving on them every day and you just pop up in a paint store and you know you're, you're, they're not going to go to you they're going to go to griffin hardware where it's always been to get their paint they will pay more for the service and to take care of scratch larry's back you know over griffin hardware so it's like <laughs> it's a tight community but also very receiving and any one that i've brought in to the studio or other artists or people they never feel like you know they're getting celebritized. Is that a good redneck yes. word? Yeah. We try, we try to make it. up a new word for every episode. Right. And, and Jason did it for this one. I love it. So they never feel, you know, that way. And, uh, you know, 
a lot of them come and hit the antique shops and grab what they what they need when they're in town, you know, and hit the coffee spots and they're like, where's the best local barbecue, you know? So we go up to Southern Pit and do that, and so. So okay, that's the best one then. Huh? That's okay. the best Southern one. Pit. Yeah, <laughs> try that one. It's out. a good one. It's up on nineteen forty one. It's okay. a real good one. Um, they're only open like three days a week. It's one of those though. They're like noon to you know nine, and it's yeah, like those are the best ones. Thursday, though. Friday, Saturday, you can get it. <laughs> Got every trucker's hat you've ever seen known to man on the wall. Oh, there. sweet. <laughs> Mike Huckabee signed a bass and left it there with him. a bass guitar oh, there. Really? He's like, yeah, wow. it's, it's, awesome. it's a spot. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Too cool. Too cool. cool. End of the day. Maybe it's been a rough day. You're by yourself at night, just you and a mandolin. What are you playing? Ooh, the Wildwood Flower. Mm. Almost every time. It's usually that or Amazing Grace. That's a good question, Terry. So that, I found myself that way the other night. I had worked like probably 10 hours in the studio, and that's, I'm not complaining. There's a lot harder jobs than that. It's mentally fatiguing. Mm-hmm. And then we're grabbing kids from Studio D up here from dance, and we're trying to get everything shut down, and the day is like, Oh man, it's just, it's already on us that we need to be in bed to start the next day at 5.30 a.m., you know, with kids and everything. And I was upstairs and I grabbed the mandolin and played the Wildwood Flower. Okay, you're, you're to poised peace. to play right now, so I think. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You good? Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> Super simple, but oh. one of the uh, it was the uh, it was a Carter family song, I believe. Okay, so back uh, that would be uh, June Carter June, Cash. Yeah. That's it. So Johnny's wife, and they, she sang and played that. Her mother played that. Mother Maybell. That's it. It's all coming back. Yes, that's it. That amazing grace at times, but mostly Wildwood Flower. <laughs> I got to ask you a little yes. bit about playing the mandolin because yes. I play guitar, and okay. you know my daughter is is also starting to play ukulele. The, the fingering in, yes. in playing the, in the mandolin, as opposed, do you ever get confused if you're, you know, oh, wait a minute, I'm not playing the guitar chord, I'm playing, this is right. how you play the C chord. And, you know, are there any similarities between mm. guitar fingering and, and mandolin right. fingering? No similarities okay. because it's basically the top of the guitar, the top Okay, four, I was flipped. wondering, yeah. Okay. So it's flipped. And then the two are the same. So the two that are really close right. together. The thing that will trip me up is if I've been playing a bunch of guitar is the spacing because it's so tight. Mm-hmm. It's much of the fretting, you know, that's like two to one. I know. Ratio. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, Scotty Wilbanks always says, he's like, man, it's on you like your arm. It's like when you were born. He was like, it's just a, this is an extension of your arm. It's like your third arm. So, <laughs> so ukulele is a great place for your daughter to start. Yeah. Right? yeah when he was like, a Don Ho fan. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I've even had her play with my worship team when I'm leading worship at one of the churches mm-hmm. I'm at to get her, you know, add a different yes. sound to the band. Right. That yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like warm sound. It yes. Feel, yeah. It's like a banjo to me. Banjo, you just, it takes you to a place. Banjo puts me on the front porch mm-hmm. or in a field. It just feels good. Yeah. You know, it always feels good. Electric <laughs> can take you many places. Electric guitar, guitars, but banjo, ukulele, mando, it takes you to one spot. Right. To me it does. You right. play banjo too? I do. I do. Yeah. I play banjo. Um, 
How many instruments do you play? Too? It, it's, it, it's string stuff. Yeah. Um, it's all anything stringed is pretty much. I don't play. I can pick the violin, but the bow is something I would really need to work on. That's uh, a hard thing. Yeah. And um, so when you play it, it's a fiddle, not a violin. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But yes, this that's a tricky one, man. I don't. Yeah, most strings, banjo, mandolin, guitar. You know play drums enough to show somebody a part to be like hey this is what i need you to do because mm-hmm. that so much of it is in the hands with every instrument there can be fabulous musicians that can play a piece of junk a guitar and you're like oh it still sounds awesome or there can be you know it can go the other way too you can i can give that's a 1950 martin i can give that to somebody that doesn't know what to do with it and they're like it doesn't you know if they're just whatever joe hack or whatever it is not going to sound that good so yeah. you got to know how to yeah, touch it. But yeah, so I drums, uh, bass. My mom's an upright bass player. She right. plays the big dog house. Wow. So wow. Have one of those. And so I kind of learned on that. And you played together with your family uh, again recently. You guys yeah. hadn't done that in a while. Have we haven't, man. And it, it was great. We played at a little church out in, um, in kind of like the Concord area. They meet on one Sunday night a month. They go to their own respective churches, like through the, through the normal church hours. <laughs> and then on Sunday night, everybody brings a meal. And from, there's probably, 15 churches represented there and like 200 people Mm. and uh we just played bluegrass hymns and me and mom and dad no mics no they had stuff but i was like you know what the room was great it projected and they were attentive and uh man a guy smoked a brisket and brought that it it was really good it's was you were talking about church organizing in other places like that's really mary was earlier that was it was great we really enjoyed that and my family yeah we my dad at age 13 he said okay you have hit your ceiling with mom and dad and you know the banjo player my uncle played with a some and he's like we got to get you in another band so he they put it down and drove me around to bluegrass festivals and let me play with other other musicians and that that's i feel like that now is like okay i see that in some of my in no way am i putting this down because it's the way that i you know provide for my family and you know I, it's what i love i couldn't do it but making sacrifices as a parent you know mm-hmm. that's just kind of been lately that's like that's it and there's so much joy in that getting to take them to dance and run around and be at the Nutcracker this past weekend, you know, with a lot of drama going on, you know, with two teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is, I will look back and it's be well worth it, you know. Then, hey, so That's there'll awesome. be always time to do this too. So, yeah. 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 Yep. All right. So you got a whole slew of hymns that you can pull from that yeah, you've recorded, yeah. but uh, I don't know if you want to want to sure. pull from one of those, yeah, or uh, yeah, but we we want to hear a hymn from you. Yeah, and and while it. you're while you're rearranging, getting your yeah. guitar hymns, what was what made you do some hymns records? You know, sitting in church, and I again, I have no idea because I had done a project called Sunnyland that was much like Tom Petty sounded music. Love that too. Thank yeah. you. That's on Spotify. It yeah. is. It is. That is streaming all like crazy. Yeah, I've, I've listened to all your stuff, man. Thank you. Benji, that means the world, man. Thank you. And so I just, I was on that path of going like, hey man, I'm going to do like a Americana, Rootsy, which is good. I mean, I love that. That's what I listen to. I love Tom Petty, Willie Nelson, any kind of, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Chris Stapleton, all that stuff. Amazing. Mm. Love it sitting in church and the Lord popped this thing in my head because I wouldn't probably normally think this way but it was like go home and Facebook and ask Facebook what's your favorite hymn I don't even I didn't even have a project in mind so did that it's the most commented on thing that I'd ever posted and probably still is it was like almost 300 comments Mm. 
by in two or three hours just sunday afternoon everybody's sitting around that's a big time people are not they're resting so they're on social media so you know they got it kicked out of gear got nothing better to do falcons are probably losing so i'll look at <laughs> i went with the the first 10 that i saw and was like that's what i'm gonna do and um it just started going it, it caught fire i mean i played at a couple different churches around here and different places and man people just started really going like so and and Coupled it with bluegrass uh, because I was like, I, I kind of want to give, I feel like the older generation, I'm playing at my church tomorrow night for the seniors and there'll probably be 200 of them in there and we're going to do the bluegrass hymn stuff and then do some of those as well. But they, they love modern music. I know they do, but most of them are missing, you know, what they grew up on and mm-hmm. I don't want to forget about them because, yeah. you know, we're here because yeah. of them. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I got to tell you that I played a few of the tracks from Hymns 3 yeah. with my grandmother in the car with me the other day. Oh, man. And she's 91. Okay. And uh, she has memory problems, mm. but they're short-term memory. But she remembers all those. And, and I looked over, and I can see her mouthing the words to, to all those hymns. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's a heart connection to hymns. There is. I see the same. And... I haven't played for any young people too that ha- I've played for young people and I haven't seen them not connect with it either. So mm. I'm like, it's not that it's not relevant anymore. It's just people are going, we need all these keyboards and all these loud, <laughs> you know, things. And I see both. I see that college kids and all these people and different walks of life need, you know, modern music as well. We all do. We got to create modern music. You can get it all this oh, out yeah. if I'm in trouble, yeah. but yeah. I mean, no, but, no, not at all. <laughs> but, but it I just mean, needs to have some depth to it. Right. And I think the hymns, I don't know if there was some kind of a pact that all the hymn writers signed back in the 1700s <laughs> that we will be theologically sound, right. but there is depth there is. to those hymns. There's, there's solid theology right. in a lot of those hymns, right. where a lot of times in the, the more contemporary worship stuff, it's either they're plagiarizing David right. or, yeah. or it's just like, <laughs> it, it, basically it's, it's, a, it's a song that's designed to be able to have a large group of people learn it in a short amount of time. Right. And so it has to be very simplistic mm-hmm. for that. Right. But I think that's my two cents on it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. He just self-edited. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. All that's right. very true. Very true. And, uh, and I feel like there's a few that are being written. That Goodness of God song right now. I want to redo that. Yeah. And there's not much that needs to be redone. I just want to get some bluegrassier instruments on it. It's just... Yeah. Way it's produced and it sounds awesome. Uh, how about how marvelous? That's what I oh, had. Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> I had on my heart this morning. Though. <laughs> I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my Savior's love for me. Thank you. 
suffered and died alone. Singing how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. With the ransom and glory, his face I at last shall it will be my joy through the ages to sing of his love for me. How marvelous, how wonderful my song shall You know, you, you you feel these times when uh, when worship is happening. You don't normally feel it in a coffee shop, but no. uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty incredible to bring well, it into you. Safe House Coffee here. Man. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I'll play for whoever wants to listen and hang That's with great. me and be a part of it. That's great. <laughs> well, we certainly loved listening to it today, man. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you taking us some time to yeah. you guys to too. hang out. You too. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. so great to hang out with jason i mean the guy is just he's so hospitable you oh know? yeah oh yeah very down to earth really and cool warm guy. i feel like the common thread between both jason and mary is the fact that they both told stories of a calling mm-hmm. and uh, jason a couple of different stories of god calling him to do certain things in his life to change certain paths in his life and with the story of safe house coffee roasters you know they answered the call to be there for the community and to be able to fund their ministry they start a coffee shop which is just incredible to me you know when those times come where we feel like god is speaking to our hearts it is the right thing to do to answer the call even if it means that we have to get a little uncomfortable Mm-hmm. in our lives. And speaking of being uncomfortable, Paul and Timothy and Silas wrote a letter way back in the day that's documented in 2 Thessalonians 1 
They're writing to the church of the Thessalonians, and they're going through a tough time. They're, they're going through trials, trying to get the gospel out there, trying to get the word out about Jesus. And trials back then are not like the trials that we have in 2020, you know? Those trials meant death sometimes, but they knew they had a calling. And this is part of what is written in Second Thessalonians, the first chapter, starting in verse 11. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just powerful, powerful words. And so I don't know what your plan is for this year. If you have something that God is calling you to, prayer about that calling is so important. Whether you're in the midst of it now or whether you're asking for God to bring you the path that you need to follow. That was a prayer that I had a few years back. I was kind of in between jobs and making ends meet, ironically, working at a coffee shop, and in walks Rob Langer. (laughs) (laughs) This is the greatest story. I had been praying for at least two years. God, I don't know what it is that I need to do with my life. I am a creative person, and I want to minister. I want to use that in some way. I had worked in radio before, I thought I was done with radio Mm. because my experience was not that great toward Mm -hmm. the end of it. And I thought, I just, I don't need to do that anymore. Well, Rob walks in, we strike up a conversation. I'd been hearing Rob for years on the Joy (laughs) FM. And I told him that I used to work in radio and he's, you know, his eyes kind of lit up. Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, you know what? We we got a job opening. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, I'm working here, you know, a few months down the line. It's full time. And this is a calling mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. If that was not a calling that God just said, hey, this is what I want you to do. I don't know what is. And so I'm so grateful that the eyes of my heart were open to see that. So I pray that for you if you don't know what's next for you, that you could find the the path that, that God is laying out for you. And it may not be as obvious as that one was. Mm-hmm. Or it may not be as comfortable yeah, as you want it sure. to be. You know, it's stepping out into the unknown sometimes. God is pushing you to do that. I remember when I had started as a worship pastor at a small church, and this was a different church because I was used to the big show-type church, you know, with the smoke, you know, and all of that. Pyrotechnic. Exactly, you know, full band and the whole nine yards. And here we were in a just a, a very comfortable setting, and it was an acoustic kind of feel. It was myself and the guitar. That was it. But this church had a deeper heart than I had ever understood before. It was not only taking the word in, but getting out and serving. And that was something that was uncomfortable Mm. for me, getting out into the community. That was God kind of pushing me to say, now you need to take that next step (laughs) to get out and to get your hands dirty. And one thing led to another. And then I went on my first mission trip. Never thought I would do something like that in another country. You know, so it's sometimes taking that leap. Okay, God, I'm not too sure this is out of my comfort zone, but I'm going to go and I'm going to answer your call. 
I've been blessed by that experience. So following God's call, it may not be something you're comfortable with, but just trust in him. You know, I'm glad you used that word push. I remember a time when there was there's some things going on at a place that I worked at that I just I was not comfortable with it because they weren't the way that I thought they should be. And so a group of us got together and prayed, Lord, either change this situation or the person who's causing the situation or change us. And he pushed me out. I got fired mm. <laughs> and wound up without a job for about a, a half a day. And walk, went across the street to another another radio station <laughs> and got a job. And, and that's actually where I met Sheila, who I did. But anyway, but be ready. When you pray yeah. and ask God to move in your life, be ready for something that he's going to do that you maybe hadn't thought of. I was thinking, well, they'll just fire that guy and everything will go on the way it should be here. No, I was totally removed from the situation. So keep your heart open. Yeah. If 2020 is a year that is one that is going to be full of change for you, Pray that, uh, that God would show you the right path. And even if it's an uncomfortable one, he's going to be with us. Right. So on our next episode of the Finding Joy podcast, and I'm trying to do the math in my head, I'm thinking it's the 16th of January. Good answer. Correct. There is the 16th. <laughs> hey. This is going to be a very special one that actually came to us because of a discussion between two of our daughters. Mm. <laughs> and so the, the next episode is going to feature our daughters. What about the perks of being a daughter of a dad in radio. Or are there any perks? Oh, there's plenty of perks. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. All the station t-shirts you want. That, <laughs> that meeting different artists and, and bands and concerts and just that's really how, how I started my career. Right, that's right. Because yeah. of you in radio. Daughters of dads on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> talking about some of their most fun and most embarrassing and most memorable moments on Thursday, the 16th. You can also follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, even on YouTube as well. If you need all of those links, we make it easy for you. Just go to the Finding Joy podcast page at thejoyfm.com. We've got those links in the show notes for you too. And while you're checking out the show notes and linking up to jasonhoard.com or linking up to Safe House Coffee Roasters, we've got those links for you too. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to be able to get more people to hear the Finding Joy podcast. Podcast, and that certainly helps. And of course, if you subscribe, that helps too. You can find us on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else. Fine podcasts are available. And you can even listen on your smart speaker. If you have any suggestions for future episodes of the Finding Joy podcast, email us your comments, questions, and suggestions at findingjoypodcast at thejoyfm.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you on the 16th with the Finding Joy podcast.